Welcome to our weekly broadcast of Coffee Around the Mesa. As a place of joy, fellowship, and discussion around Scripture. Coffee Around the Mesa, or tea as the case may be. Or that weird green stuff that Pastor David seems to like. Whatever your chosen beverage, we're glad you've joined us for the fun and conversation. And remember, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast and video are solely those of the individuals expressing it. We talk about God, Jesus, the Bible, and a variety of other personal topics that may be provocative, difficult, or intriguing to hear. This podcast and video is not affiliated to any particular church or religious denomination. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Welcome to Coffee Around La Mesa, our podcast for this week. Uh, how are you, Stacy? You were at the beach. I was at the beach. It was so good. Uh, I got to. We stayed at a little condo that had beachfront access, so we could walk to the beach in two minutes. And we did some sunrise. We did some sunset. We saw dolphins. Um, gosh, we just had such a good time. It was really. It was very restorative. Oh, I'm glad. I'm sorry that I was just mixing that. Yeah, uh, the beach is awesome. So how was your weekend? So good. My weekend, my week, everything has been... Well, we have a new little one at home. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, oh. It's a puppy. It's not a two-legger, but a four-legger. <laughs> how are you pronouncing the puppy's name? It is... Well, you've got to ask Candace, my wife. She says... First, she wanted to spell it. It's Tara. Tara. Okay. A terabyte. As, as terrible. A terrible. <laughs> terrible Terra. Oh, okay. Or terabytes, whatever. <laughs> but um, she wants to spell it T A R A rather than T E. Yeah, I saw, we wrote it, I saw everybody it spelled T E R. And I was confused. I was like, is that yeah, Terra? Yeah, exactly. Yesterday, Candace told me and it says, I want it to be T A R A, but I want to pronounce it Terra rather than Tara. And I says, Okay, so you wanted to be, you wanted to be Tara or Tara? My wife, this is up to my wife. Uh -huh. okay. <laughs> this is up to Candace, and she wants it Tara, but Tara. spelled T-A-R-A -A rather than T-E-R-A. And say it again, where, where this comes from where? Oh, oh, the, the name itself? Yeah. We just tried out a bunch of different names, and we wanted something with a hard consonant sound so that the dog would recognize it when uh. you're like saying, Tara, no! <laughs> ah, so that's where that came from. And she just, we just settled in. We looked at like 40, 40 different names, Aww, literally. Yeah. And then Tara was the one that we came up with, but she wants to spell it T-A-R-A. How old is she? Uh, 11 weeks old as of just this past <gasps> Sunday. Oh my gosh. There's a cute little golden doodle. She's, She's all so black with a uh, little white blaze here and her Aww. rear uh, paws have little white spots on them. So they're really, she's totally cute. She looks adorable. She Aww. is. And she loves people and all the rest. And, you know, the breeder sent us a whole bunch of videos of this dog along with the like nine other uh, litter mates. Uh -huh. And this was the one that was always trying to climb out Aww. to get to the people and go, that's the one. We're out of, <laughs> we're out of our minds, but well, that's the one we Well, maybe you want. can share a picture of her with you and oh, absolutely. In, in our webpage, and, you know, a Facebook page. Absolutely. I, I'm kind of feeling nice. left out. You have a Terry. You have a Terra. Yeah, exactly. I'm well, getting, I, need, I need to get something, I guess. So, <laughs> you, you have to get a Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah. <laughs> so before we continue, can you just say 
Yeah, our I'll normal, say all the all things. Our stuff. Statement. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, we're so glad you're here with us. Um, you can find us on anywhere you find your podcast. Um, these guys are really good techies. I'm just along for the show. Um, and it's posted everywhere. And then we also have a YouTube channel where you can watch the video if you want to watch us live. Um, and you can watch us live on Facebook also. Yep, we're all, the video is also on Facebook, that's true. So if you want to watch us in action and not just hear us, that's the place to do it. Um, we're not affiliated with anyone or anything or any group or any organization at all. We're just three friends who are hanging out, having some conversations. And those conversations revolve around the scripture, the, the, the liturgy, um, you know, of the, of, of the week. And we are going to talk about God stuff. We're going to talk about Christianity today, religion today. Um, and we're going to talk about Jesus. And we're going to talk about things that might make you feel uncomfortable. And it's not our goal or our hope to make you feel uncomfortable. And so if you do, um, just don't listen to us. Just turn it off and, um, you know, go, go to the go to the river. Go find a, a place of water. Go to the thrift store. Go to the thrift, thrift store. store. The thrift store is a good place. Go to the thrift store or go to the river. Go somewhere that encourages your spirit. I think I told people to make pancakes one time. Yep. This time I'm going to tell you, you know what? Just turn us off and go to the thrift store and find something mm -hmm. great. I got, mm -hmm. I got this shirt at the thrift store my shoes are from the thrift store go to the thrift store yeah. um <laughs> the first time you actually said go take a walk i did <laughs> i said go take a hike take a hike i know That's and right. i was like oh that my was god after, after i said that i was like i didn't mean that to be rude anybody that knows me knows i love hiking i'm taking 10 kids <laughs> hiking on saturday like but yeah i know i thought about that after okay don't take a hike just Enjoy, enjoy nature. So the point is, is that we will talk. Um, we'll talk about a lot we'll of stuff. Some issues that maybe you'll feel uncomfortable. Yeah, there's uh, some triggering items. Sure. Yes, it could be triggering, and that's not our hope. We, some of us at this table, like I've said before, we have religious trauma. We know what that's like, and um, this might bring it up. So, yeah. Sure. yeah. So you want to share with us the the, the topic of the last uh, of the weekend, uh, the passage of the passage of the weekend? No, absolutely uh, not. Uh, no. no. <laughs> Um, it is my favorite testament again, the New Testament, John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. And the theme is um, the shepherd, the good shepherd, and his sheep. And basically, it is, this is a quote, supposedly, from Christ. And Christ is saying, I am the good shepherd. I care for my sheep. My sheep know me. My, the hired hands are only here for the money and if and because they don't have that connection with the sheep and they will let the wolf come and scatter the sheep and they don't really care one way or another but I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd will sacrifice items within his or her own life to take care of the sheep a really interesting part of this passage though is where it goes into um, there are other sheep that are not necessarily in his or her sheepfold, but I care for them too. Mm -hmm. And that sort of relates to the topic that we'll be talking about today. Sure. Um, but I am the good shepherd, and my father, God, knows this, and this is what God has commanded. So that's basically sure. what the liturgy for this weekend was. Uh, it's interesting, you know, that um, the lectionary is always connecting all these kind of things. Yep. But 
what I'm surprised about is that they're using the Gospel of John. Gospel of John is completely different of, of the other Gospels in the Bible. Yep. It's your, it's your favorite gospel. gospel, right? Don't you like love John? Well, yeah, I like John, but I like Mark. Oh, Mark's I, I, I really your favorite. Love. So the thing is that John is interesting because he says, or the writer of John says, yeah. I'm going to tell you the story of Jesus, not as the other Gospels. They were exactly. telling you about when he was born. And all. No, no. He said, I, I won't tell you about the... the Lineage. The, the Christmas story. No, not, not, not about that. Exactly. So he said, I'm going to tell you the story of Jesus in eight miracles. Hmm. So in all other stories. But interestingly, the first miracle that he, the writer says is, I'm going to tell you about the story of a guy who went to a party who ran off of wine. Yeah, <laughs> a wedding, made, right? So that's very interesting. Yeah. How really he says... What do you think about this? About this Jesus who's going to a party, yep. they run off of wine, and then he make wine from water. Yep. And then, and this is very connected because because Gospel of John is always saying, "I am the light of the world. I am the I am the I am the resurrection of life. I am the shepherd." So this is the I am gospel. So what I'm trying to say is, is this particular passage connects very well with this idea of inclusiveness. Absolutely. Uh, who is this Jesus who goes to a party and transforms water to wine? Mm -hmm. you know, who is this guy? Who, who's willing to do that? Which is a kind of different story of the Jesus we knew, at least I, that I knew. The Jesus I knew was very, oh my gosh, you, don't, you get close to sinners. But well, that was the interesting thing is, you know, because the Pharisees all throughout Jesus's ministry, that was one of their primary complaints is that he's <laughs> hanging out with sinners. Yeah. He's hanging out with tax collectors, which were considered like the lowest of, the, of yeah. the low because they would take advantage of people. And, you know, but Jesus and the symbology of Jesus reaching out to those who are not perfect. It, it, it's an it's like, no. It's not about cleanliness. It's not about how you lead your life. It's about what you decide and how you're going to take on the ministry of God going forward. Everyone is God's, you know, loved creation. And he seeks out those who others would not seek at all. And right. that's what and I think is, you know, uh -huh. it's this inclusiveness. Everyone is welcome to the table. And I love uh -huh. that about. Oh, I love it too. All of this. So what? What? But I was gonna say uh -huh. um, reputation, right? Like when you're, like if people were thinking that Jesus was going to be some sort of leader exactly of some right. sort, then it's like, but what are you doing with your reputation? Right. What are you doing with it? Like, why would you be hanging out with these people? Like, <laughs> don't you know better? Exactly. Like, let and us he, let us help you. Let you us. Have you have better judgment. <laughs> yeah, don't you have better judgment than to hang out with exactly these scoundrels? Right. So there's judging and there's how do I look to other people? Yeah. And that's not what Jesus is all about. But, that's which not for, what which it, freaked you know, them out. Exactly. Well, what, what about it the freaks out people even to yeah, this day still in the 21st freaks century. Out. Yeah. You have to be clean. You have to be perfect. You have to be righteous at all times. And people judge what is right and what, what is righteous and what is stained and terrible and smelly. Huh. And Jesus didn't work that way. Yeah. I am here to embrace everyone, even those, you know, this is why he loves and embraces even his enemies and he forgives them for, yeah. you know, their transgressions. 
and you know, and then goes on to actually the save question, them from their transgressions. The question that I have for today is: Yep, go ahead. It's it's is Christianity a inclusive religion? That was the intent at the very beginning. Certainly so. I mean, we had it a couple of episodes ago where we were talking about how um, the, the the first year of Christianity yeah. and the beginnings of the church where those who had the means, financial means, sold their properties and gave it to the apostles and distributed it to everyone. So it was about inclusiveness, to bring in even those who were on the margins and to spread the wealth. And so I think in the beginning it was, but, and not just Christianity, many other religions, they sort of subvert all of that. And it's now more about, you know, I can't say it's now, but there are factions within different religions and individuals within different religions that are not really interested in spreading that. They may say it, but what their actions show are something so quite different. What is our, our uh, Stacey, what, what do you think is it, what should be the understanding of what to be, what does it mean to be inclusive for us as Christians? Yeah. How do we, how we are, how do we look when you, we say that Oh, we are in very inclusive religion. What does that mean? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, if we're taking the example of Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, as our founding member. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, <laughs> the founding. Well, he didn't want to found a church. That's, that's, that's I know. Cool. That's the ironic thing about this, right, is that oh. we put him in this place. Um, but no, he really did want to found a church. He didn't want to found a church. The, the church was founded by the disciples. And he was never intended to direction, uh, though. An, organized, an organized religion. That's a whole nother episode. We'll have well, fun that's, with that's that that's one. Well, yeah, okay. well Go that's a good one. And it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's somehow related because when we, I mean, we have created churches, right? We've yep. created um, organizations around Jesus. And w when we're trying to say, what does the church look like? What does an inclusive church look like? And, and we're looking back to Jesus as an example, like, I don't, should we be doing that? Because if that, if that wasn't his intention, how is he the example for that? I don't know. Um, regardless, I think that it, I think that it is very hard to be inclusive and I'm the white, I'm the white woman here, right? I'm, I'm the person not of color sitting in this space. Um, and I just admit that, like, I, I think it's it, not just about race or sex or gender or nationality or socioeconomic status, but I, I think it is very challenging for church to be inclusive and for a religion to be inclusive. Um, I've recently, like I'm taking this art history class and I, um, and then I'm, I'm writing a curriculum that I'm sharing with ninth graders and I've been looking at images of Jesus and the, it's so interesting seeing like the Japanese artist uh, crucifixion or the Japanese, um, a Japanese artist who has a, um, the, the newborn Jesus right. and, and, and what that looks like. It's so beautiful, right? It's like, yes, like this is interpretation and this is beyond like who Jesus was and it's not white Jesus. Um, but I think it's very rare, like, you know, however long I've been a Christian or whatever, and I'm just seeing this as a 43 year old person. Um, and so I, I think being inclusive is very difficult and, um, I don't know how we do it, right? Like if we if we want <laughs> diversity, if we want a diverse church, if we want a diverse faith, if we want a diverse religion, like 
how how do we go about being inclusive of all people when there is so much diversity like what does that look like so do well, we, what 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 do let's say this way <laughs> what things do we need uh, what are the blocks that we need to take away from church to become more inclusive hmm. i have a better question why is it so hard why why is it hard to be inclusive because yeah. i don't understand that yeah i don't you know it's you just are all we have to do is be kind all we have to do is be welcoming and we and it can't be just lip service it has to be simply welcoming i'll give you an example in our church we had our sermons sermons were going on and it was one of our events where we had a whole bunch of people and he says oh we're going to be serving lunch and it's a time for fellowship and everybody's going to sit down and have a meal together and it was wonderful and i had my meal and i was involved in running around and whatnot but i was just sitting uh in the hallway and a gentleman came in and he was um he was not um It was clear that he was not as well off financially as many of the people that were in our church. And he walked in and he got encountered by one of our parishioners. And, you know, immediately started asking questions, you know, uh, you know, what is it that you need? Why are you here? And I'm like, I'm sitting there, my forehead is furrowed, wondering, why are we doing, why yeah. do we have someone doing that right. with an individual who has come in. This is a guest yeah. in a church where we talk about extravagant welcome. And here's an individual who's being questioned, not being welcomed, but yeah. being questioned. Yeah. So I came over and I said, hi, how are you? And I shook the man's hand. And you know, he's probably in his late 40s. And we, you know, I carried on a conversation with him. And I says, how are you doing today? And he says, oh, well, I'm looking for a pastor and I normally, you know, I need to make a little bit of money and our pastor normally helps me out and I'll do a job for him and whatever. And the person who encountered him says, no, 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 our pastor doesn't do that. And I said, well, how, <laughs> he just told us that he does. <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> so why are you doubting it? Yeah. I didn't even question, I didn't ask, why are you doubting this? I just says, oh, well, I know that they're traveling today. Not a problem. So come on in, we're having lunch please join us. Yeah. And I says, you know, well, what normally happens? You know, we had another person that was there encountering them and there, it, there wasn't a welcoming look on this yeah. woman's face as she's, you know, considering this person. And I'm like, this is a human being in my mind. Yeah. I'm like liking him already. Yeah. So I asked a little bit more. The other, the first guy is asking, well, what kind of work? And so I would do yard work or I would, you know, organize you know a room the garage i did once at one point or this big huge closet with lots of equipment in it and i said oh well he's not here and i says how much do you normally make and he says oh you know a difference one i says well okay hold on i'll just get to the chase this is me being the scientist again i'm going to get straight to the the core of the situation i says how much do you need and he says you know 40 50 so i pulled 60 out of my pocket and i handed it to him and i says come on sit down Let's have lunch together. Pure welcome. Yeah. That's what extravagant welcome is. So basically, and, and I don't know. So that's why I asked the question, why yeah. is it so difficult yeah. for individuals to truly be inclusive? 
I don't understand so why. So, based on your story, based on your story. Yes, go ahead. What are the blocks? Yes. Who really doesn't allow us to be more inclusive? I understand your point. It's like, I'll be honest. Sometimes, sometimes I think about, okay, we need to be an inclusive church. So, we need to accept Trump supporters here. Absolutely. You know, uh, I remember a, a um, professor, a theology professor of, of the theology in, in seminary who said, I'm pushing this seminary to hire a conservative theologian to come here. And the seminary has been years, they don't want to hire anyone, <laughs> any conservative theologian. Yeah. And, and the thing is that I can see that there's sometimes, there's so, it's hard to think about right. on including some people in some groups. But I'm going back to the question is, is Christianity an inclus in a, a, a religion of inclusiveness? Yes. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm just talking about Christianity. Sure. So is, 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 is Christianity a religion that is inclusive? But well, I think, I, I know I'm jumping in, but I think your question is flawed. Christianity as a religion is indeed inclusive. We see that in the Bible many times. The question should be, are people inclusive? There you go. I was going to say That's the exact the same issue. thing. I was going to say, is this, this is about humanity. This is about who we are as humans. Sure. Absolutely. And, and I would, I'll say two things. One, I believe I'm a very kind person. Yep. I will still offend people. Yep. And I will not understand. I will have just a complete lack of understanding. Yep, yep. And offend people. And I and I do that. I know I do that. And um so that's where I feel like uh, that's where I feel like my personal boundary is where I say where I'm saying I can't is because it it it's not about me being nice. It's it, there, there there's something else to it where I'm like Right. I mean, we have a bilingual service. There's there's things that don't translate well. Right. And, you know, I can be nice to people. I can be kind to them. But like, I, I'm not I'm not Latino. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, I didn't grow up that way. Like I so like as much. And then there's also this thing where it's like you look at me and you're like, oh, yeah, a white girl. And, you know, so like there's just going to be barriers to um i don't know for, for, of, a, of a better word than to say than to say other than like just understanding and i feel like that's a block my mind is blown my mind is totally blown why what because everlasting love and compassion and kindness for another human being being humane yeah is meeting you where you are and meeting you where you are and meeting Trump supporters and Biden supporters and people who don't believe in doing certain things that I might disagree with, but I have to love them and meet them where they are. Wait, so why okay is your mind blown though? Like I feel my like- My mind is blown in terms of why is it difficult? Well, I don't feel like that part is difficult. Right. I don't feel like it's a difficult thing to be kind to someone. No, 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 no. I just, that's, I just know surface, that I. But that's surface stuff. It's about well, the I, human being deep within and who that is as, a, as another legitimate human being. Sure. Who may not have the same feelings as I do. And for me, our humanity is this beautiful gem with different facets on it. Yeah. And some of those facets don't reflect 
what I'm reflecting okay, on my facet. But in real life, in real life, I'm talking is, about is, real is Christianity life. an inclusive religion? Yes. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. It well, is inclusive. I, I, I disagree with you. Because okay, that's fine. The history I'll really meet you there. <laughs> history, history tells us the history tells us the opposite. Yeah. History tells us and, the opposite. And, and present day tells us Christianity hasn't been when an you, inclusive religion. When you say we history know, doesn't, what do you mean by history? Well, let's say which this which way. history are we talking about that says that it, it, well, it, it, it is not inclusive? Well, I can explain you in like ten minutes the whole history of the church. But <laughs> but I tell you something: if you check the history of the church, right, you will see that since the beginning, right, they began to have experience problems of inclusivity and exclusivity. And I'll give you an example. Right. The book of Acts. Yep. There's a moment where the Greek people began to complain. The, and this is just read it because they said, you know what? The Greek people who are the, you know, people outside the, the, the Jewish world. Right. They began to complain saying our people, our elders have been treated different in the way they treat the Jewish people. Right. And they, they said there have been some differences here. Right. And we can see that. Right. That the way they treat the Jewish people is different. And right. then the disciples get together and say, well, we have a problem here. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Greek exactly people have right. been treated. So this, yeah. this is the beginning of this. So we are not saying this, the, that the Christian church is not, in, has been having a problem of inclusive, inclus, inclusiveness the whole story until today. Let's say it this way. Yep. You know, I was just listening to a, a, a podcast uh, last week about somebody who uh, is, a, is a conservative theologian. And he said, yep. I am a strong believer in the love of God, but I don't believe that there is a place in church for, church for, uh, for homosexuals. Exactly. Wow. Just listen to what this contradiction is. An oxymoron oh, yeah, totally, there. Yeah. It's oxymor a theological oxymoron. It's, I do believe in the love of God, and da, 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 but what we have racism there. So what's, what you're talking about? So I know that the ideal of a church Absolutely. is to be inclusive and, you know, all these beautiful exactly. words. But in real life, when, it's not happening. Yeah, and that's why less than 50% of people now is attending churches in America. Yeah. Exactly. Because they feel that they have been rejected. They mm -hmm. feel, I told you my, my story when I came here in 19 somethings, uh, I, I began to attend, I was looking for a church to right. attend. So I was, I was attending this church, a Baptist church, and I can say it, a Southern Baptist church in, <laughs> in Smithfield, North Wait Carolina. For you. Smithfield, <laughs> I was there and I went there and, and then, um, you know, I was the only Latino there right. and I was kind of, how dare I went to that church? It was only white people. Yep. And my interest was to, to learn English and to right. just be in a community of faith. So I went to this church and the pastor told me, hey, how you doing? How are you? And I said, well, my name is David and I'm just, I'm just coming from Honduras. And he said, well, just find a seat there. And then uh, <laughs> he, that's why he said, just find a sure seat there. So, and then yeah, just sit in the back row, in the last row right. of the church. Oh and God. then like 10 minutes later, I was very early. This person, this couple came and they look at me and they told me, this is our seat. That is our seat. Right. Oh my God. And I was, okay. And I just moved. 
Right. And I gave them their seat. Right. So, so now that I'm doing all this retrospective thing that happened, and I said, huh, this, this is interesting, right? How are we there to say the love of God and speak about all this beautiness of, of, of the love of God, when in real life it's not happening? How many gay people want to go to church yesterday Absolutely. and they feel that their doors were closed? Oh, right. sure. And, and it's not just churches that aren't open and affirming. It's, you know, it's, it's all churches. Like my, like, you know, my very good friends, I call my gay husbands. They've been so hurt by Christians and Christianity and the church that they don't care that the church is open and affirming that the church has a gay pastor. They don't care. They don't want to go to church. Do you know what I mean? It's not about like a specific church that is trying to be inclusive or has, you know, gay leadership they're like we don't want to go to church exactly because it's a place where they will be repressed will be insulted uh will have microaggressions flung at them on a regular basis and that brings me back to is the christian church inclusive and i say yes but when the when but when human fallible paws get their hands on that they mess it up and it's important for us to recognize that human beings mess up that ideal. Yeah, but what, we is, but what to, is it without humans? What is Christianity without humans? We are fallible. And I'm not saying, and the Christian church and the ideal of inclusiveness so is everyone is has to, is people. Yeah. No, it, it, it's the practice of the church. And what happens is, is we end up having clubs there's a sense of, oh, you're, you're with us. You belong with us, and you all over here don't. And churches no longer are churches as it, is, as it was originally conceived and practiced. When you said, I am a member of this church. Exactly. You're excluding a lot of people right there. Yeah, Just right there. I mean, that's, it's a reason I didn't join When, when you church. said, I'm Exactly, for, for 10 years, exactly. Right? 10 years, yeah, because I was like, I don't want a membership to something. Exactly. And honestly, like, if I wasn't in seminary, I wouldn't have joined a church. I wouldn't have. Right. I mean, I joined it because I need to jump through some hoops. Right. Now, but I see, never would have joined. I don't, I don't want to be a member of it, something. It, that's the problem. When you I say, don't like that. When you say that I'm a Christian, you're excluding a lot of people right there just by claiming that. So, and this is why, why I'm pushing this because yes, Jesus, absolutely. This because is good. Jesus never, even never claimed a kind of label for himself. Right. Even when they call him a Messiah, he said, don't say don't that. Don't say that. Exactly so right. He was never on the labeling thing and organizing thing. Because he was just showing them how to have a life or to build what he called the kingdom of God. Exactly. But the thing is that... You know, it's on the way. I'm going to show you how to, how to, exactly. how to do this. Follow yeah. that but, example. Of course. Uh, and that example is this ideal of complete, utter inclusiveness but, within this church. What I'm saying is that when you said I'm a member of this church, right there, you are living out many people. And that's why I think the important, that what Jesus says, oh, there's other people. But that there's is, other flock there that I need to go. But that's one way to look at membership. I, I'll tell you my experience when I decided to become a member of, you know, and I've been a member of many different churches. I'm a member of several churches now. And it's more from the standpoint of I become a member 
not so that and, and maybe by happenstance or by the very act of saying I am a member, I separate myself from non-members. But that's not the purpose or the reason why I became a member. I became a member because I agree with what this particular church, this institution, encased in these four walls and a ceiling, are doing. So it's a deepening of my commitment. Mm -hmm. I'm making a commitment to a group within the Christian church. I'm not doing that to separate myself from others. Now, others may look at it and say, oh, well, I'm not a member and therefore I'm not included. That's on them. But that's not the reason why I become a member of a church or a member of any organization for that matter. But these are like-minded individuals, I would hope to be like-minded individuals. And in many cases I have found in churches, you'll have individuals who hold membership as like a merit badge and I have I am a member of this church and I am special I am more special than you who is not a member and that is not the way to hold a membership within a religious organization a religious group that is hopefully driven by kindness compassion and service to the community people outside of these four walls so is Christianity <laughs> a religion of inclusiveness. I'll say it again. Yes, the Then practice, no. the practice of it. In Could many you say cases, more is about not. what your no is. I really, I'm interested in that. I think my no is very similar to your yes. Ironically, <laughs> good. I, I, this will be fun. Because uh, ideally, yes. Like I think, that, I think that ideally, without people, without people, right. it would be nice. <laughs> I know we'd be so good if we could, if it was just a book I was reading. Christianity um, without people would be perfect. It would be perfect, right. exactly. But we got right. people, and they're fallible, and they do weird stuff. I just listened to the. Just let, let her finish. Okay, okay. Good. But I was going to tell her about oh. William Barber, and I know she's oh. interested. But go ahead. Um. <laughs> well, I I think we've hijacked Jesus. I think that's the bottom line. I think we've hijacked Jesus, and um. I don't, I don't even know that Paul wanted to hijack Jesus. Like, you know, I, I've just spent this, I just finished my New Testament class and I loved this class so much. And I'm, I'm, I wish I was doing the second verse, the second part of, of New Testament this summer. But anyway, um, I don't even know that Paul meant to hijack Jesus too. Like I think about all these letters and we don't, we don't see the letters that were written to him. We only see his response. And I think he's kind of like, I don't know, what do I do? Let me write some stuff. And um, I like, and now we're just in it. Like now we're just in Christianity and this is just what it is. And what do we do with that? And um, like, if we went back and like, if we could, you know, back, back to the future it, like, What would that look like? Would things be different if it wasn't Paul leading the way? And if like, could we pay more attention to some things Jesus said? Like, because I don't know that Jesus ever had this intention of creating a church or creating a religion or creating a theology even. I don't, I don't know if that was like his intention, but that's what we have and that's what we've done with it. And, but he did. and now we're stuck though. Do you know what I mean? Like we're now, what do you do? Well, if you're a Christian, you have to go to church. And you have to go there every Sunday morning and Wednesday nights, usually, like, <laughs> especially if you live in the South and especially if you're Baptist, but like, you know, like, what, do you, like, what, like, what does it look like to, to, to be, to be radically inclusive? Like, how would that be different at this point? Like, I mean, do we just 
like, do we just flip the tables? Do we just turn this on its head again? Like, and, and I'm still stuck in the place of, I can't be as inclusive as I would want to be. I just, I just walk in my own shoes. I have my own biases. When people look at me, they see a very specific thing without knowing me. I mean, and, and maybe this is coming up for me a little bit because I just visited my family. And every time I go visit my family, it makes my head spin (laughs) and it makes my girl's head spin because my family, my, my, you know, they're just, it's just, they're special. (laughs) (laughs) They're very different. I mean, I've like, when, like, I, like people have asked me, they're like, you know, is that really your mom? Is that really (laughs) your dad? Or like, how, where did you come from? You know, like it's, I've always felt so, outside of my own family. Like since I was a little girl, I just, mm-hmm. being, I just remember being like, why am I in this family? Like this family does not make any sense to me at all. Like I don't understand this. And I, and I, I saw my grandmother and I love her so much, but then like I look around and I'm just like, what the hell is happening here? Like right. what is even going on in this place? And you know, my kids, we get back in the car and I'm like, are you guys okay? And they're like, we're okay. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm preparing them like as we're going into it. And I feel like that's the church sometimes. Yeah. Right? Like we, it's our family in a way where we like, we came from it or we're willing to be in it. But then like, how is our identity a part of it? And then like, who who are we? And like, what are we trying, what are we trying to do? And how are we trying to do it? And And that's where I wanna just admit my own bias that I, I, yeah, I want to be inclusive. Sure. But you know what? Some people would roll up to my apartment and not feel, not feel included, feel like boundary barrier. You know, some people like I might seem friendly or kind to them, but they might meet me and be like, oh no, white girl. You know, like, I I mean, it's just like that. Like what happened even to Jesus, Jesus, when he went back to his hometown, he wasn't really accepted. They just go like, you know, it's like they're probably looking at him and going like, oh, yeah, I remember that kid, you know, when he was little and he, you know, was playing with my kid and my kid was crying afterwards and whatever. They just, you know, Jesus yeah. was not getting the reception in his own hometown so what in the way makes, that he was once he left it. Why? And I think your situation with family is not a unique one. I get that also with my family. We have family reunions. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. There's like 150, 200 people. And a lot of them, you know, I'm barely trying to remember who they are and whatnot. And their approach to life and their choices are very different than mine. And they are still family. Yeah. And I meet them with where, you know, where they are. Yeah. And I find, I hope to find common ground. We are all kind to each other. We're all loving to each other. I might not have seen them for five years, but we hug each other. And... We go our so, but I ways. think that inclusiveness goes more, more, more deep than yes. just be kind. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think that that meet them where th- they are. Th- that's the thing. That are we in churches enough inclusive to accept the theology of the people, the life experience of other people, the life journey or the faith journey of others? Because what happened is that when we receive people in our churches, we want them. To be like us. Exactly. We don't want them to be themselves. And that's one of the problems with inclusiveness. Is yeah. that if I want to, 
I want to include you in my circle of influence, right. but you have to behave like uh, like we behave, like we all behave here. And, and that's I think where that's, you break the that's thing a challenge about inclusiveness. because inclusiveness doesn't really doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the same or a replica of, of right. other people. Yes, that's and, not what it means. Yes, and, and, and I think that's why we got all these beautiful stories of Jesus when he is is accepting and including Judas including Peter, yeah, exactly. all these different personalities there, including Mary Magdalene. Thank you, and, I was just gonna say Mary so Magdalene. So they he include everybody, yep. and he was not even into this thing on on organizing things. And I tell you what, when there's a moment when Jesus is going to Jerusalem and he's going with the disciples. Yep, yep. And he listens that they have a huge discussion. <laughs> yes. They're having a lot of problems there. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Do you have a problem? And he's, yeah. they stop and they say, yeah, we have a problem. I'm just, we're just <laughs> thinking about here. Who of us will be the one who will be in your right and the other on the left? Exactly. So, oh, Jesus, I know where you're going. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about power, huh? Exactly. You're talking about power. You think <laughs> I'm going to go there to Jerusalem, be the king, and I'm going to need to, uh, to assistance. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> to share the power. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what this uh, is about. I know. The, he said, this is not the world. The world is giving you bosses, is giving you people who serve others. But yes. no, he says, the most important one is the one who serves. That's, exactly. uh, that's my policy here. Yep. And, and that's completely dismantling the idea of, I'm gonna fix. I'm gonna fix the church by creating another church. Exactly. That, right. That's not the thing. <laughs> exactly. And right. that's what we normally do. Yeah. When we when we say, well, you know, I don't like Pentecostals. I'm gonna I'm gonna create a church. Exactly. That doesn't that doesn't include Pentecostals. Right. I don't like Baptists. You know, I'm gonna create a church who speak in tongues. Exactly. So I or don't I'm like UCCs because they're more. You know, like more you know, all the balloons and all those things. Exactly. I'm gonna create another church. <laughs> exactly. I want a reform church. That so we all what that in this all us. the time in this process of <laughs> creating structures to against structures. But exactly. It doesn't work. So the thing is this: um, at the end of the day, when we think about Christianity as inclusive church, as a church of inclusiveness, we know that the ideal of these first Christians in Antioquia. Uh, they, yep. where they were first called Christians, I think they were very well intended on protecting themselves from the Roman Empire. Uh, yeah. and, huh. and they, they have their intentions, their social intentions. Yep. We need to protect ourselves. Yeah, it's because pragmatic. There was, there was a security issue there, was a political reason, and that's why they were very exclusivist. Right. However, I understand your point of the ideal of Christianity that will be very more to be inclusive, right? Right. The problem is that we are not following Jesus anymore. Exactly. We are following all our traditions and all, all we have mixed everything. We have a blend of many things that not have no, 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 it's senseless now. Yeah. So, but. We have a what, group of people who are trapped in flawed history. What, what, what I'm saying is that in, in part, what we need is to reflect about what part of my Christianity doesn't show the inclusiveness of Jesus. Right. What part of my Christianity is struggling with this idea of accepting other people from other traditions, from other, from other journeys of faith? Exactly. Uh, am I willing to really wrestle with that? And I'm, really to, I'm willing to handle people who think different than myself. Right. 
And if I don't like it, well, this is this is church. If you don't like it, find another church. <laughs> so, uh, what is this? You know. So what I'm saying is that to define uh, the complexity of being inclusive is so hard because if you ask people in different denominations, they will say, yes, we are very inclusive. We accept people from every tradition here. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the, <laughs> the moment when they need to show that, yep. they don't do it. Exactly. Oh, and what would that even look like? I mean, I'm sorry, but like churches are like neighborhoods. You know who goes there. You know what I mean? Like, you know who, yeah. which cars are going to be in the parking sure. lot. I mean, how many Priuses are at our church? Yeah. Come on. It's, it's a flawed it, church. It's, it's, just like a, it's just like a neighborhood. You know what to wear. You know what not to wear. I mean, we know people who are never going to come there. Like, and, and there are churches that, you know, like maybe I'll go to or maybe I won't go to. I mean, I went because some, my friend invited me, a friend that I homeschooled with, that I breastfed my babies with, like, She's Puerto Rican. She's a good friend. She invited me and she was like, we can breastfeed our babies in the back of the church and nobody cares. And I was yeah. like, great. You know, like <laughs> I've got a baby. Like, and we went to the Christmas Eve service and it was so like the kids could be loud and nobody cared. And yep. there wasn't this pageant. It was like, you could run down in your dog suit as the animals at the manger if you wanted to. I mean, right. that felt inclusive to me. That felt accepting sure. and welcoming to me. And, and my friend invited me. So I went, you know, with her, um, you know, thank you, Liz. Um, <laughs> and I'm still there, but like, I don't know. I just, I just you think, think we it's have, relative to be inclusive is something relative. I just think we have too much bias. Yeah. And I mean, you pointed this out one time when we were talking about which when you, you were taking that class on symbols and signs and you were saying something about like, like, look at all the symbols and signs we have in our church. They're offensive to some people. And I was like, Wait, what? Why would they be offensive? We're a Christian church. What do you mean? Like, there's going to be a cross there. Mm -hmm. And I just had never thought about it like that, right? And, and it, it, the symbols that we have there, yeah, they're going to offend some people. Or, you know what? You, you kind of have to wear certain clothes. Like, we, we say you don't have to. We always say, you know, every, like, ever since I was little, the church, would, the people would say, oh, come as you are. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not really <laughs> true. We well, all know better. I'll, I'll, I'll just drop three words on the table, and this is, will be the end, okay? <laughs> One is prejudices. Yeah, prejudices. Pre prejudices. Prejudices, yeah. Second, it's privilege. Privilege, yeah. And yep. the third is power. Yep. yep. Normally, we struggle with inclusivity because... Oh, one of these three reasons. Or a combination there. Or a combination. Of yep. So we don't want to give up our privilege. We don't want to give away our power. And we have a lot of prejudices. 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 prejudices yeah. In, in, yeah. Our, in our Despite in our, our brain, best intentions, we that do. That is just, and we, and we you mix all these three things, you got a good Christian church. <laughs> <laughs> So good. You got, with, you got with hair clothes. I think so. So yeah. that's, the, that's the thing is that, of course, it's, but you know, we I'm saying not all the church are the same. We have we, to accept uh, here in Chapel Hill. We make the best to to be to work hard on that. But what I'm saying is that that's all three elements that are very human. We have a problem with that, and that's why Christian churches don't really advance more on inclusive inclusiveness. Yeah, inclusiveness. I'll tell, I'll tell you a story. And it's very much... We got just five minutes. Five minutes. Okay, I'll make it quick. Um, I go to a, a warehouse store that I like, Sam's Club. 
And I noticed this man in his probably early 50s, and he was panhandling, asking for money. And I saw people, you know, avert and not look, and, you know, they're sitting at a red light, and they're looking at their phones, and they're just doing everything possible not to interact. And my heart went out to him. You know, here's somebody who really wants. So I pulled up, turned the corner, and parked my car immediately, just past the, the, you know, the little grassy area. And I got out of the car, and I says, hi, how are you? And I shook his hand, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to touch this person. He may have, you know, some disease, and I don't want to get it or whatever. And I, you just have to let go. And that let going, that's really important to this story. So I started helping him out. And I said, you know, do you need any clothing or whatever? The, you know, there's a Durham, you know, uh, rescue mission that's over here. I can get you stuff. No, 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 I've barely got a good thing, and I've got a good coat. And, you know, I've got a, and he's proud. He says, I've got this really great tent, and nobody bothers me, and I stay warm at night, and I buy batteries, and I put it in my heated blanket, and everything just, uh, I'm doing fine. I says, great. He says, well, do you, and he says, but he says, I really do need a job. And I says, well, there's a McDonald's across the street. Why don't you go there? And he did. He went to the McDonald's. They wanted him, and he turned it down because he felt he couldn't be there because there were too many pretty women there, and he felt he couldn't control himself. And I said, okay, that's fair. It's unfortunate, you know, that, but you had an opportunity. He says, they really wanted me. They, they said, you're hired. And he says, I don't think I can do this. So he left. So the next thing I did was I got him a cell phone, and I gave him a cell phone. Here, take this cell phone. You can use this to make phone calls for jobs that are available. And, you know, he could do a little bit of, you know, interneting on it, and he would use that. And then he decided he didn't want to use it. And I kept trying to help him and trying to help him. And he had reached a level where he was fine. And the hard part for me was meeting him where he was and where he wanted to be. And at a certain point, I just had to say, okay, I got it. You're happy. You don't want what I want for you, you want what you want for you. And that's fair. And it totally, that's and that fair. was- I don't want you, I don't want for myself was that. Blown. And I recognize he is where he wishes to be, and it's my problem that I have a problem with that. I have to be okay, and I have to meet him where he is. That's inclusiveness. So it could be someone on a lower socioeconomic scale, it could be somebody who has different uh, sexual uh, attractions. It could be somebody who dresses really weird, bright colors, or dresses with not very much on, or a whole bunch of stuff. It's, or you know, they don't bathe as much as I would okay. like them to. All these things. The and we just have to be compassionate and kind, not tolerant, but to meet them where they truly are. And that's the hard part, because the practice of the Christian religion Okay. It has to be done right in the hands of humans. And we lose, it's very easy for us to forget and lose our humanity because we have this flawed sense of togetherness okay. and neighborhood. Let's, let's go back to, what's your last take for this, uh, Stacey? Uh, my takeaway, um, it sounds so lame. It just sounds so ridiculous, but my takeaway is that just to keep trying that, um, you know, 
decentering ourselves to to hear um, to hear more voices and 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 to really listen and to integrate what is being said and um, and then to take action. But I mean, if I know anything, I I, I know I'm not good at this. I know that I have a lot to learn and. Mm. Um, it's scary to think about being in church leadership and it's scary to think about who I'm offending, right? Like it's, a, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, a, I don't have to tell you that, like it's a lot of responsibility and um, I'm gonna mess up. And, and I guess the one thing I tell my kids is that the messing up isn't the worst part, the fixing it is. And so just being willing, being willing to make it right however I can when um, I'm messing things up, um, but not expecting always to have that opportunity. Like it's not up to someone I've offended to come to me and confront me. I, I need to be aware of it. So yeah, I guess just keep trying. I have a lot, I have a lot to sure. learn. Yeah. And, and I, th I think that uh, this is, leads me to my take on this. And this is that Jesus never said, or, you know, our religion never said that it will be easier. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he never, we know we are in this process of becoming better yes and and i think that um inclusiveness in churches it's is not a fact that is happening now right. i think it's something we struggle every single day because jesus was a counterculture uh, uh uh person he was always challenging people and putting them to the edges like huh if somebody slap your face just just put the other cheek mm -hmm. so he was just all this time yep. saying weird things and just saying hey i got other people in other flocks they need to come that's another jesus technique of putting you on the edge of saying there's always something that you need to do in order to become more lo loving whatever you're loving <laughs> Everlasting yeah, love. Everlasting love. So, so it, 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 this this thing of of yes, we need to be aware that that the message of Christ was to be inclusive. It's hard, yes, and that's precisely is the point. Yes, it is because it's hard, and it's because it's difficult. It's because it's not easier. Is because that's why I'm a Christian. You know, when when you're talking, there's something that just popped into my head about this whole everlasting love thing, like, <laughs> like the way this that I think, thing. the yeah, way that, that I, <laughs> the way that I give love to someone might not be the way they want to receive it. Right. Absolutely. Well, but that's a different it's, conversation. It's, it's, you know, I feel like it's I feel like it's very related to being inclusive because here yes. I am thinking I'm loving you, and this person is like, "Don't love me like that. I don't like that. That's <laughs> exactly. Not love. Exactly. It's just like the gentleman that I what was. What do you do with to that? Help. He so, didn't want. Well, that it's love. fine if you don't, if you don't want my love that way. It's it's not that I don't want your love. It's that I don't want the way you would want to love, love me. me. Exactly. You know, that's that's different because. And, and I think that in order to have a better, better understanding of, of a church who's inclusive, I think we need to go back to your image at the beginning. Is to see this table of of the la, the Last Supper, exactly. where Jesus is sitting there with this Collection. difficult people and different yeah. people, different journeys, different traditions, different whatever. Yep. And they they're just sharing a meal. Yep. Uh, and we are here not to. Um, um, we are here not to focus on our differences, but to embrace them. 
AA. And exactly. focus on our similarities uh, and not our differences. Correct. Exactly. So, and this is where we are here. We're not trying to fix anyone. We're not trying exactly. to, to tell you what to believe. Right. Sure. Uh, we are here just to share ourselves uh, in, in this meal. Thank you so much. See you next week. And thank you for following up the conversation in... Yep, Facebook, we have our own little Facebook page now, so comment on it. We'll try to, we'll, some of us will try to reply. We <laughs> really want to hear back from you. What does it mean to be inclusive? Yep. Is your church doing a great job of that? Like, what examples do you have? Where yeah. have you known that? What does that mean to you? Please share with us. And help us to understand. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, have Thank fun. You. Have a wonderful Bye -bye. week. Bye, friends. Bye.